the Philippines have removed a South China Sea floating barrier that was installed by China. And Manila has removed this floating barrier, saying that this is a disputed area of the South China Sea. This is a decisive action, and this is the United States backing the upholding of international law. Authorities have carried out a special operation that they say is in compliance with the instructions that were given by the president. The Philippines Coast Guard followed through with this with the spokesperson saying on Monday evening, the China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs had previously defended the installation of the floating barrier. Now their Coast Guard took the necessary measures in accordance with the law to drive away different vessels from the region. They would not specify which part of the law they were citing, just that the installation of this barrier by China, who claims 90% of the South China Sea in different areas that overlap with the exclusive economic zones of Vietnam, Malaysia, Brunei, the Philippines, and Indonesia, this should be driving an act of war. The Philippine Department of Foreign Affairs said that the barrier is a violation of international law. Now, you have to remember, we have the United States government backing these different countries right now to fight against China. You can't win this fight against China. They have too many bodies that they are willing to throw at war. They have too many people. They're okay with slave labor. They are okay with sending people to prison camps. They are okay with imprisoning people for not following the grain of law. They are okay with this. Now, what we know is that the United States of America has to take different decisive actions to have even a chance at winning World War III. They say the Philippines must take all appropriate measures to protect the Philippine sovereignty and the livelihood of fisher folk. Now, we've seen an exclusive uh, report from Google's artificial intelligence-powered software. They've made very concerning predictions about what's going to happen next in the worldwide conflict between Russia and Ukraine and China and Taiwan. The leader is proving to be the biggest stumbling block of the Russian war. AI came out uh, with three different scenarios for how it might end. The negotiated peace, the Russian victory, or Ukrainian victory. But what's beyond that is that there is an unpredictability, they say, with Putin, who could send us into nuclear conflict. When this invasion ends, they warn, is difficult to say, but it might be years from this point. That all depends on how the war develops and whether the United States of America pushes for concession. They have negotiated settlements or are working to, according to AI, the most likely outcome is a negotiated settlement in which both sides make concessions in order to end the conflict. This will involve Ukraine agreeing to give up some of its neutrality and basically some of its land. And we have seen other countries nearby Ukraine saying, no, if they do this, then it means Russia will come and take our nation by force. If both sides are willing to negotiate, it will take a long time to reach an agreement. There are complex issues here, and the most, according to military strategists, is that we might start to see an escalation that goes beyond any government's ability to contain or control it. The Russian victory, they say, has an implication for global order. It shows that Russia is willing to use military force and will work to achieve its objectives, that it's not afraid to challenge the United States of America or the Western sovereignty. Overall, they warn a Russian victory means that other countries are the next in line. 
However, the AI-powered software claims that Ukrainian victory will unhinge the entire order of our planet. They say Russia will never accept it and China will follow closely behind. Now here in the USA, the White House press secretary has said that this president, Joe Biden, has been so zeroed in, so laser focused on lowering the cost of Americans that they've done exactly that, the cost for Americans. Now I saw an interesting statistic yesterday. It showed how much worth Joe Biden had previous, prior to being a president, how much worth Kamala Harris had prior to being the vice president, and then switching that over to how much worth they have right now. Their net worth has quadrupled. It has just skyrocketed. What has yours done? So when these politicians come out and say that they're working hard, they are laser focused on helping the economy, what they mean is they are helping theirs. We had a breaking news alert to the American people saying that the United States of America must heed the warning that has been issued by open source intelligence operatives. Those warnings say that Russian propagandists are threatening to attack U.S. bases and the U.S. infrastructure all over our country. We've seen nearly 60,000 financial deals fall apart in the purchasing of new homes in August, according to Redfin. That's 20% of the homes that went under contract did not follow through and they fell apart. This is the largest share of cancellations since the financial crisis. U.S. taxpayers right now are being angered across the country as it has become public knowledge that they are paying the uh, salaries of thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of Ukrainians, even as our country faces a government shutdown. We saw Newsweek and other outlets report that this is an absolutely abhorrent move by the U.S. government. They should not be using our money to pay their people. Americans here in our country, knowing that they care less about you every day, have filed for more than 40,000 bankruptcies just in August. That's a 20% increase from the same point last year. They are ruining you. Graham Allison, which is the founding dean of the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, these are the people who teach governments how to govern, they taught generations of leaders there and the former assistant secretary of defense. Here's what he had to say on our current world. The rules-based order. He says that we say we are the exception nation. What does that mean? That means we make the rules and you are supposed to obey the rules. But we don't obey the rules. So we say we are for the rules-based order. Excuse me, he says. The rules-based order was the basis with which we invaded Iraq. He questions. No, I don't think so, he exclaims. That we occupied Afghanistan? No. The U.S. has made a lot of mistakes in unnecessary wars. Now we see this is the teacher of teachers, the governor of government bonds. They're coming out and saying, we effed up, and yet we're still doing it. It's not just us. We're seeing a complete divide in the allies. Poland has completely blown off against the EU, saying the lowest unemployment in the EU is Poland. The highest GDP in the EU is Poland. One of the lowest debts in Europe is Poland. So Poland says, don't give us the rubbish that we need an educated immigration move. 
We don't need your doctors, your immigrants, your engineers, and you can take them and pay them. We don't need them. You know why, Poland says? Because there is zero terrorist attacks in Poland. And do you know why, Poland asks? Because there is zero illegal migration to Poland. That is fact. This is your data, Poland says to the EU. Learn from Poland. Now, in yesterday's video, we talked about how we are seeing a migration issue in the USA. Good or bad, we are watching criminals enter the state, enter the country. What we're going to see next in the next couple of years, because I want you to look back at the last time this happened, and then go find some of the data to show the amount of criminal activity that increased after that uh, period of time. What we see is a very easy to connect uh, ability to watch illegal acts and in more illegal acts. Staff at the International Monetary Fund has warned the central banks around the world that they must begin exploring the issuing of digital currencies. This, they say, will end in a shift away from the United States dollar. Now, I want to remind you that they tell you everything's good in the USA, and I want to remind you that they tell you that people are asking for more money than ever. So why is it, according to the U.S. government census, these are the people you're supposed to believe, the people you can't hide your data from, they're watching your checking account, they're like Santa Claus, they know when you're awake and they know when you're sleeping. The median income, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, this last year that they uh, looked after was $74,580. When you compare this to 2021, it was $76,330. That's an almost 3% drop in income, the largest drop in income since the year 2010. It was the third straight annual decline, and this always happens right before a recession, according to Bloomberg. We're also seeing the average homeowner's insurance premium in all of the coastal areas across the country, encompassing a large part of America's population, has more than tripled since the year 2019. It went from $1,900 to almost $6,000. That's another $500 bill every single month for the American people because they say you can't have a mortgage without this insurance. And so they have another $500 bill every month. Now, we're watching an acceleration in credit card defaults. Why? Because people still need to live and they're putting it on credit. <clears throat> this default rate is now higher, not just as high as, higher than the 2008 financial crisis. We're going to wrap up today's video showing that Russia has released a list of friendly countries or neutral countries that are allowed to continue trade. China, Cuba, UAE, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, South America, South Africa, excuse me, Azerbaijan, Algeria, Armenia, Bangladesh, Bahrain, Belarus. Now, as you're hearing these countries, I want you to remember, these are the countries that will fight for China for Russia against American and Western soldiers. Brazil, Venezuela, Vietnam, Egypt, India, Indonesia, Iran, Qatar, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Malaysia, Morocco, Mongolia, Oman, Pakistan, Serbia, Tajikistan, Thailand, Uzbekistan. That's a lot of countries to throw their bodies with China leading the tip of the spear against your future. We are witnessing one of the largest upheavals of global order that we have ever seen in our world. 
I want you and your family to be prepared. Start today by stocking your pantry, learning self-defense, and getting ready. Please subscribe to us here at Full Spectrum Survival only on YouTube. Make sure you leave a comment and share this video with friends and family on Facebook or on Twitter. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watching. This uh, get this uh, recording. I see uh, Prepper just uploaded this a couple of hours ago. I was playing the game. The title says "Severe Warning." Insider cop says it's time to get to a shelter. Really, a little bit more dressed up than usual. Kelly and I just got back from a contact in law enforcement and we were discussing what they believe the next stage of this social and environmental crisis is going to be in the United States of America. Let me tell you, let me give you a breaking warning. Every cop out there knows what time it is. No, none of them are dumb to the fact that we are facing a social breakdown. All of the cohesiveness that has kept our country together and countries of the Western world are about to be ripped apart at the threads. They know it, we know it, and now we're just waiting for the catalyst that sends us into that direction. They're getting ready in their own homes, and that's a little bit what we talked about. What they are doing personally versus what the department is doing and what they expect our local area to do. Inside their own homes, they are telling their wives to get ready. They are telling their mothers and fathers to get ready. And they are telling their children to get ready. We talked about sending their kids off to the range with them. We talked about spending time at the range with their family members. Guys, we live in a very self-defense tool heavy environment. There are going to be so many lead shots around the country, so much grass smacking the ground in the United States of America when this finally pops off, that it's going to look like a war has ravaged this country for the last, what, two, three years. You will literally see the gutters of your streets littered with grass and bloodstains. That's what they're concerned about. So every cop that we are talking to is getting into a sort of like mini riot control mentality. They are prepared for those larger events to take place, and they're telling us to get ready. We need to take these warnings to heart because we see this coming down the pipeline. A large percentage of our population believes that we are at the point of civil war. An even larger percentage of our population believes that this empire, the United States dollar, and its ruling capabilities around our planet are at the end. And we are starting to see China, Russia, and other countries bolster change. And this change is going to react negatively for our future. So these cops are getting ready. And what we talked about was a little bit of training that we could do together in our local area. And that's what building a local operating force is about. It doesn't have to be only police officers. It doesn't have to be only SWAT guys. It doesn't have to be only military, not only EMTs, not only doctors, not only electricians, not only plumbers. You need to have a little bit of every trade skill and especially the ones that will be most necessary at the beginning of the breakdown. And it's going to help you and your family have the best chance of survival. 
When I tell you that they expect things to get bad, I'm not even telling you how bad they are explaining them to me. They're talking about the current escalation of violence. They're telling me story by story without giving away case information about what they are seeing right now versus what they have seen in their decade on the force. And what they're seeing today is worse than I would ever want to tell you here because YouTube would say you can't even talk about things that are that bad on the platform. And so instead, we just have to understand that what's being seen in law enforcement, what's being seen in the military, because you remember on yesterday's video, we talked about how the US military is telling their people to get their families ready. Everybody else knows what time it is. Everybody else knows how ready they should have been. Now, when I asked what should I tell people to get ready at home, they started off with, of course, because they're in law enforcement, your ability to hold on to your life. They said, if you can't hold your life for three days, what does water matter? And that's absolutely true. If you can't <clears throat> keep your family safe for a three-day period, what does everybody dying from thirst after three days really matter? And so how do you do that? Well, we talked about things like current surveillance cameras. We talked about some of the pitfalls of local environmental factors. And then we talked about weapons. Now, <laughs> he said that you have to take into consideration every person going into this conflict. If they're not armed before, they're going to watch people be destroyed and they're going to arm up. And then they're going to be the people who are shooting blindly into the night. And they expect apartment complexes to be raised. They expect entire city areas to be basically torn to the ground, burned to the ground. Now, what he said you wouldn't expect is that the urban areas are expected to be some of the most well-protected and untouched areas. Why? Let me tell you why. In the urban areas, places where they have had to deal with violence, law enforcement issues, other enforcement issues, the government getting into their daily business, They've had to deal with corner drug dealers. They've had to deal with watching people's lives fall apart. Those areas and the people who live there are used to it. And so it's not going to be this great shock. Those people aren't going to be shooting blindly into the night. They're going to be putting well-placed rounds down the range. They know because they've already done it. They know because that's the life they live today. Now, that was a surprise to me because I said, well, you would think maybe those environments would be the worst. And he backed up some other information we have seen to say, no, this is going to be the place to be. Now, what I'm not telling you, of course, is that the, the quickest spark, <coughs> excuse me, of social unrest to run to your urban areas. That's a good way to get harmed. That's a good way to be targeted. You don't want to look out of place. What you need is a place of your own. <clears throat> now, if you're already in an urban area, you fit in there, don't change a thing. Don't think you need to run to some white picket fence, uh, you know, behind gates environment. Who gets attacked in a fight against the haves and the have-nots? The haves never come at the have-nots. They don't go to their home because they already have that. What do they want from that home? The have-nots 
go to the homes of the haves. You want your house to look like worse than your neighbor's house. Maybe it's abandoned. Maybe no one lives there. Maybe you have some indications that it's dark and foreboding. And so when your house looks like it's not welcome, make it not welcome to people who want to come do you harm. Now, what I don't suggest is people putting, you know, signs out front that say, you know, uh, looters will be whatever, or, uh, you know, anything like that. I don't want, I want surprise. You want surprise when anybody is coming at you. If they know what to expect, they're going to formulate a plan before they get there. And when you give your enemy time to build that plan, you have just knocked down your chance of survival. Instead, you can do other things to make your house foreboding. Make it not look like it's a welcome environment for looters, for people bringing chaos or violence to it. That means that in your house, you want no light peering from the outside. You do want cameras up. They don't know whether someone's inside watching these cameras or you're watching them from another location. They don't know whether you've got, you know, an app on your phone that says, oh, somebody's at my house. <clears throat> or if you're sitting on the other side of that door, unwelcoming and ready for that person to breach that door. What you're going to make the bad guy do is say, you know what, I don't, I don't think that's a good place to go. Instead, Joe and Susie down the street, they've got their generator running. They've got their lights shining. In fact, Joe's out there barbecuing right now. And I know Joe has weapons in his house because the back of his Jeep says that he's, you know, excuse me, an advocate of different rights. And, uh, you know, instead of having children, little stick figure children, he's got different rifles up there on the back of his Jeep. He's got a camo duck in the front of it, and he is ready for battle. The problem is they know Joe sleeps. Maybe Joe sleeps alone. Maybe Susie doesn't stay home at night. What they know is that's a target that, sure, he might have a weapon, but Joe has other weapons, most likely. Joe has a generator that they want. Joe has targeting things inside. Now, if you take Joe's house, which looks inviting, maybe at the risk of harm, they're just going to bring more guys. They're going, and let me be inclusive, they're going to bring more guys and girls with guns. They're going to bring more people of guns, and they're going to roll Joe's house. Now, if you live next to Joe, and your house is dark on the outside, but they see the infrared lights of your cameras, Maybe there's a car in the driveway, maybe there's not. Maybe there's areas of your porch that can't be seen because you've taken the lights out. Who, do, who will they go attack? It's Joe's house, not yours. So prepare your home. We hear that a lot. <clears throat> People should prepare their home, prepare their spirit, prepare their mind. That's the takeaway from the cop. If you don't start right now, living like you're going into a riot. That's what these guys are doing. They're training. While we are watching football, they're training. <clears throat> While we are thinking about where to go out to eat, they're thinking about how much protein they need to pack in to build back the muscle they just broke down. So when the other guys are preparing for war and we're preparing for, to be slaughtered or taken to the slaughterhouse, who wins that war? These are the questions we need to start asking. So they said, prepare your home, prepare self-defense. 
and then prepare to repair your health, prepare to re-engage your self-defense. A lot of people might have a six shooter, no speed clips, <clears throat> no uh, ability to reload. They might not be used to fast reloading. So that six shooter gives them six tries and then they're like, so we have all of these different things happening and with them, we don't have re-engagement talked about. Repairing your home. Somebody breaks open your window, how are you going to quickly repair it? These are the things we have to consider. Start today. There isn't much time left according to the people we're talking to. And I hope we make even more contacts because what comes next is scary. What are you seeing in your area? Is crime all but gone? Nobody's doing anything, nobody's harming anyone. You live in a utopia? Let me know the zip code because I'm on the way. Stay safe, everyone, and remain prepared. Well, good morning, Black family. Sadat here. Uh, physical therapist just came by. My auntie didn't feel like doing anything, and I was still sore from day for yesterday. They came late. That crunching that you hear is Lily tearing up her newest toy. It was supposed to be destruction proof, but she done got all the stuffing out of it. Had to pick that shit up and throw it away. He just left it with the, the the skin of the bear. This little teddy bear chew toy. And she's going at it. Yeah, so that's the crunching that you hear in the background. Entitled this uh, shit. Look, what should I title it? It's uh, how the news makes me feel these days. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Venus is back asleep. <coughs> so, she looks comfortable. can't turn on the news without seeing some form of anti-black racism. And hey, we need to get the, the face and the name of that that uh, Irish bitch that snubbed that little black girl. Uh, either she was a Caribbean or African. I was in gymnastics class. We really need to get the face of that bitch. We can let facial recognition, you know, handle the rest, but I'm getting real tired of seeing white adults mistreat black children, you know. These are the same people that use black babies as alligator bait, so, you know, I, I don't put their IQ no higher than a thimble. Yeah, but we, we need to get that that face of that bitch. 
that assless carrot nosed bitch mistreated that baby like that. Just every day, every day we see some form of anti black racism and shit. And it's, it's wearing on you. It's wearing on me. And I don't. You know, subscribe to those channels. It just came up on my timeline because it was the most thing that everybody was trending at the time. So I wish I could just be like an invisible person right there and take all them medals off of them girls and put them on the black girl's neck. Slap the shit out of that, that cave bitch. Shit made me mad. And Brianna will be over here. She said at 1030. Oh, fell out of the bed last night. It's the first time I fell out of the bed since I've been an adult. I wouldn't have fell out of the bed if Nini was there. She would have stopped me from rolling like she stopped me from rolling numerous times. That girl was my soulmate. Not just my wife, she was my soulmate. And I just feel so bad that I just said I didn't feel well that morning. And she took it upon herself to drive. Because I didn't mind driving her at all. As a matter of fact, I like being her chauffeur. It made me feel useful. I haven't been able to get these goggles to link up with either or my doggone birds I can't let my my daughter or my grandbaby down because they want to see the trees at 400 feet high you gotta make it happen even if I gotta buy a damn big ass monitor and plug the remote control into it so instead of Seeing the video on the remote control, it'll just come out on the monitor. There's ways I can go about doing this, but I just bought another pair of goggles. The same kind that I thought that they would link up and miscalculate it. It's a stupid move. I'm going to get it together, though. Because we're going to see those fall colors. And uh, <clears throat> hold on for a second. What are you doing? You finished tearing up your beer? Mm. Just came and gave me a kiss and stuff. She's not a kissy dog, which is cool with me. You know, I don't like all that sloppy kisses and everything. She only gives you a kiss when, when she wants to give you a kiss like she brings you uh brings you something something like that 
Mainly she likes rubby rubs on her back and her belly. There go that damn phone again. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It's a damn Android phone, man. Well, there's nobody else on. I think I'm going to play me a couple of rounds of uh, Call of Duty. Like family, keep your head on a swivel. Watch over our elderly and our babies. Be safe out there.